Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back to the Everyday Saturday Podcast. I want to talk about the people that I used to hang around. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, this is uh, it's a really important podcast for you to listen to because this has a lot to do why, if you haven't had a breakthrough, this could be the reason why. I mean, Jim Rome was famous for saying, you are a product of your four closest friends. And look, I'm not going to name any. I never name names. Like, I, I have no, I, no interest in calling anybody out. I'm just giving you kind of a general sense of why it took me so long to do it and why it frustrates me still that I allowed that to happen. So let's dive into today's show because this is going to be one you're going to want to go back and listen to, kind of give it a heart, favorite it um, wherever you get your uh, podcast downloads, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all around the globe. Uh, you're going to want to favorite this one because this is big, man. This is a big mindset thing, and it's not easy. It's just not. I'm telling you, I struggle with it still. And not as much as I used to, obviously, because I, I put myself out there pretty much now, but... Every time, like, imagine this, okay? Imagine you're sitting around at the kitchen table. Now, this isn't me. I haven't shared a story about me yet. I'm just kind of giving you a hypothetical. Let's say you, all right? Put yourself in the frame of this photo, okay? So you're hanging out at a gathering, and it's you and your family and some friends. And you say, hey, guys. Oh, tink, tink, tink. You tap on. Well, you don't have to tap on the glass. That would actually make it even better, though. Uh, yeah, hey, I just want to uh, share with uh, everybody at the table today. Uh, my big dream for this year, for 2022. Like, oh, wow, uh, okay. Everybody's kind of nervous laughter, like, you know, Clark Griswold sharing about the swimming pool at the at the table over Christmas. Uh, hey, I just want to share with you my big dream this year. Uh, I am putting a goal, and I am planting it in my subconscious that I am going to earn $1 million sharing my message. Crickets. Uh, everything okay? Uh, they turn to your wife or your husband, you know, he okay? She okay? Uh, you need some therapy? And it's kind of awkward, right? And everybody just, then erupts in <laughs> laughter. They just start laughing at you. And some are like, they start slinking down into their chair like, oh, boy, that was awkward. Oh, past the mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? So I, I'm curious if you did share that vision with people that are close to you, what kind of reaction would you get? Because what I just described is pretty much the reaction I got when I quit my job and said, I'm going to go launch this thing called Every Day is Saturday. And I, my pastor was very supportive. He said, Sam, you know what? Uh, that's going to be a ministry for you. And, man, let me tell you, this was, I mean, geez, I'm trying to think. I'm laughing because I'm trying to think of my own timeline. I quit my job in 05, went bankrupt, went back to the job in 06, quit again in 08. So this would have been the spring of 2007. And that's 15 years ago. Wow. 
And my pastor said, you know, Sam, that's going to be a ministry. I could see that totally taken off as a ministry, like every day is Saturday. He got it, and he supported me. And it wasn't one of these, like, pat on the back, you go get him, Tiger. You know, he really believed it. And, boy, when you have people that really believe in you, like, really, um, who do you think of when it comes to mind? The one person, because it's not more than five people in your life, but think about the one or two people who really believes in you that if you were to share that dream with them, they would encourage you to keep going. Now, it doesn't have to be a speaker like myself or a podcaster, although I think everybody should have a podcast. I'm going to say it on every show that everybody should have a podcast because it's the simplest way to get your message out there, and it just gets downloaded. And you get fans, and you build your tribe, and your movement gets launched. But anyway, it could be anything you want to do. Heck, you could build a coffee shop or go mow lawns. You know, Go mow lawns or do some landscaping, painting, drywall, teach people how to get out of debt, You know, credit repair, whatever it is. But the more out of the mainstream that it sounds, the less likely you are to get a ton of support around that message. You know what I mean? Because it's just foreign to people that not many people have actually dared to do great things and then follow it. So, you know, back when I, so, you know, back when I was uh, still in a job, we're talking the late nineties, I would share some of these dreams just a little bit, not a lot, certainly not about speaking, just like, Hey, you know, I think I want to buy this or buy that. I was always looking at different ventures. I'd look at a tanning salon. I was going to buy gumball machines and go around on my lunch break and empty the pennies and dimes out. I mean, I was always doing some real estate. I finally did do that though, became a real estate investor and bought 40 units with uh, other people's money because, you know, I spent 20 grand on real estate training and coaching and seminars that I went to back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And the book that changed my life was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I just never even thought like that. I never, I always thought like poor dad. Always, I was raised, you know, by poor mom. Uh, my mom was broke, the most she ever made. And this was a absolute home run was my senior year of high school. Uh, she made around $17,000 a year. That was an absolute home run. Our house, our house sold in 1987 for $4,000. No, not 40. I didn't say 40. $4,000 our house sold for in Bradford, PA, 9 Elm Street. Got demolished uh, many years ago. But anyway, I'm going to kind of give you a sense. I grew up with poor mom. And, you know, that was our mindset that we, we, we scrape, man. And how the hell she raised eight kids by herself? I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. I've got four kids doing pretty good, you know, and it is just all we can handle. You know, if you got kids, how, you look at your parents. Don't you ever say, how did they do that? You know? So sharing big dreams around our kitchen table was never the norm. Sharing big dreams around the happy hour bar where I used to end up every Friday and sometimes earlier than that. I mean, God, I remember being at Hooters on a Monday night in Buffalo because uh, I was making some good money in sales. And every day really was Saturday. I mean, my God, I always had that mindset. But I was at Hooters by myself trying to call my buddies from the bar. Come meet me. Come in. This was not. This was pre-cell phone. This was using Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, what's your name? Yeah, the Hooters girl. Yeah, can I just use your house phone here? I got to call some buddies to try to get me. I mean, I was always looking for the party, and then it, it switched in the late 90s. I wasn't looking for the party anymore. I was looking for my purpose. So I went from looking for the party to looking for my purpose, and yet I was sharing the same dreams and aspirations with the guys I was calling from the Hooters bar to come meet me out and get drunk. It just didn't vibe. Like, they're like, you know, dude, this isn't you. 
you're this clown that's chasing skirts and you know trying to get this and that and living this worldly life and why what do you mean purpose you want to be a speaker i'm like yeah ooh boy you ever try to break away from your past it ain't easy it's not easy because those you know the gravity of your past keeps pulling you back to oh you're right yeah i was yeah i went drinking chased a lot of women all that's oh boy ooh how am i going to escape this one until I had to break away from the group of people I was hanging around. It was, it was the only way because they kept reminding me of this guy that I used to be. And the last thing you need when you're trying to move forward is people reminding you of who you used to be. Not the good part of you. It's never the good part of you. It's always the bad part of you reminding you who you used to be. Who do you think you are? Come on. Really? Get out. Every day is Saturday. What are you going to be? Motivational speaker? Dude, you were the most cynical guy at happy hour. My God, you were always busting balls. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to be that guy anymore. I don't want to be that guy anymore. I mean, I know that's always going to be a part of me. I'm not running. I mean, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just saying I wanted to do something different. That's all. I mean, I've never done a hard drug. I've never committed a crime. I have a very, I have a clean police record. I'm just saying all these things, you know. But it was my mindset was where the real crime was happening. I was holding myself back. I wasn't allowing myself to even try to be do anything great because I didn't want to embarrass myself when I failed in front of all these people that I perceived were watching me. And what I found out is nobody gave a crap. Like once I put some time between me and that group of friends, uh, that was it. Now, I don't think I got any looky-loos on the Internet anymore. Maybe from my past. I don't care. It doesn't. I'm not sitting there, you know, thinking about, oh, wonder if uh, Johnny Smith from the late 90s is watching my Facebook page. <laughs> I think about how crazy that is, but yet we allow that. You know, we allow ourselves to be a prisoner of all of our mistakes and all of our bad decisions and the people that we used to hang around. And my God, if I if if we had time, man, and we were ever you and I were ever hanging out, I would share stories from Buffalo, New York in the 90s that you wouldn't even believe the shit I did. I mean, you just wouldn't believe it. I don't believe it still that I'm still alive. You know, stuff I did in Bradford, PA as a teenager, you know, that I mean, we're, we, 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 we were tapping kegs on the hill when I was 13 years old drinking Stroh's beer. You know, tapping a keg at 13 years old. I could probably tap a keg faster than most adults could. But that's what we did, man. And, you know, I say all of that because I, I talk to a lot of people, obviously. And, you know, I see the struggle and I see them trying to break away from their past sins. Oh, by the way, all of them have been forgiven. God's forgiven every one of them. Yeah, you can try to out, you know, you can try to do all the great deeds. You don't need to do it. That's called grace grace we already got it we don't deserve it but we got it so you're okay all right now look forward to the rest of your life and what you want to accomplish and think about why you're not even taking the first step to do that what kind of fear is in your mind the fear of being judged what will people think about me how am I going to make this thing happen you know a funny thing does happen and this is what my story was and I think it's true for just about everybody that goes out and dares to do anything great things just kind of work out you know they just kind of you know, when you start taking action and moving towards that goal that you want to do, things start to fall in place. It's weird how it works. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I can articulate it very well, but someone else probably can. But in my own journey over the past 15 to 18 years, whenever I've taken a, uh, a step towards a vision that I had in my mind, God kind of put some things in there like, um, you know, as you're walking over a creek, you know, speaking of growing up around all the creeks in western Pennsylvania, uh, there'd be a rock and you would stand, and the stream is flowing. So you step on a rock, and you're dry. But the other rock, so you got your left foot out there. You put your left foot out, and then your right foot's got to hit a rock that's not exactly in front of you, kind of off to the side, but still within about five feet. So you stretch. 
watch over to that rock. Now you're in the middle of the stream. And you're like, oh, boy, there ain't no going back. I got to get to the other side because I'm not sure I can retrace these steps without falling in the in the in the stream. And you kind of hop to the next rock and the next one and you're over. You know, that's a lot like what this journey's about. You know, you're going to kind of zigzag and hop from a rock to a rock. But the rocks are placed out there in front of you so you don't fall into the stream, you know. And, man, what a journey it is. So for me, I wanted to share this message because if you're out there thinking, you know, people are always going to hold my past against me. Hey, look, there ain't anybody out there without a whole bunch of skeletons in their closet. All right. And it's not like we got to talk about them. My God, I wouldn't put them all out there. I, that, that would be ridiculous. But I will say this. Okay. We all have them. We all have them. You can acknowledge it, but you can't allow that to be the gravity that pulls you back into the sea of sameness that you tried to swim out of many, many years ago. And you're still trying to do it. Take the first step. There's going to be a rock, and you'll step on that, and you're not going to fall in. You're not going to fall. I promise you that much, and the journey is going to be pretty amazing. I mean, that journey from one side of the stream to the other side could take 10 years, and, man, is it worth it. I mean, I think back 10 years ago, 2012, that was really 10 years ago? My God, I'd spoke in London for the very first time at the end of January of that year. I had my live event in Atlanta in March of 2012. Uh, I mean, I just, I think back how much fast 10 years go and boom, just like that, it's going to be 2032. So don't let too much time pass before you go for your dream. All right. And if you, you want to, and you're ready to work together, let's do it. You know, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com and book a call and let's do it together. All right. Let's travel across that stream. Let's do it. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.